Let's go. I'm a bulldog. All right, everybody. So this George is uh, Jeff Chantel, DogNation.com. That's the Atlanta Journal Constitution, of, of course. We try to cover the dogs like to do. Uh, um, got some special guests tonight. First of all, we got to um, thank our uh, great partners at Kroger. A lot of our content at DogNation.com and the AJC is brought to you by Kroger. But uh, I think you guys are going to be pleased. We're going to talk to a I guess we're going to have to call him a new Dog Nation family up in Philadelphia. That would be one Elijah Judy, Clifford Judy, and also Kia Judy. They're in Philadelphia today. And uh, hey, guys, I got to say, first off, how you doing? And welcome. How's everybody doing today? Doing great. Doing good. Thank you. Doing good. Thank you. Um, lots of stuff to talk to. So the way this is going to go is we're going to chat with the family for a little bit. You guys got a question for Elijah. Uh Feel free to drop it into the feeds, but, uh, you know, I got to act like a reporter for a little bit for the first few questions. And I guess my first question, I'm, I'm going to start with Elijah. Uh, uh, lots of things I want to get to, but I guess it's a simple one, man. What has it been like for two days now as a Georgia Bulldog? What's the love been like? What's the Twitter followers been like? What's that been like? I mean, my followers a lot. I Right around two thousand followers after the commitment. Um, the love has been the love has been good, but it's like a little bit a little, a little bit more hate. But I'm worried about it. Elijah, I think uh, you know one of the things I got to ask is you know I've learned you know that you were you were kind of leaning towards Georgia for a little bit prior to your decision. I think you actually told told the staff after you dropped your top five, but for you, what what was it that pushed it over the edge? Can you think of that moment? Maybe it was in your gut that where you knew it's going to be Georgia. Did you have a, did you chop it up around the family dinner table? When did you know you were going to be a bulldog? Well, it wasn't my gut. And then, but what made it different was just the connection we had with the coaches on the event. And after that, before the commitment. So then I talked to the players that helped a lot. You guys, you guys, sorry, I, I, I kind of kind of broke up on us on the feed, but you said basically it was a connection to the coaches. I guess that was Coach Dan Lanning, right? Yeah, no, it's like all like the all the coaches staff, all the like all the coaches. They put me in the group chat. We just all just talk every day. Elijah, I I'm I got a curious one. I think you're going to be the first bulldog that I've ever covered or heard about that actually plays volleyball at the same time. From are you a are you a main setter spiker? Are you are you are you the the blocker, the outside hitter. Tell me about your volleyball game, man. If they had stars for volleyball, what would you be in volleyball? Uh, I'm just a, uh, right now, I'm just a spiker. I play stuff from time to time, but I'm just a spiker. How do you think that helps? How do you think that with being a football player? Well, playing volleyball, it helps with explosion. So that, that's a big, that's a big, uh, that's a big help. And then at the same time, we still we do speed drills over there, so it helps with speed too. Um, so what's better, a um, sack or a great 
for you, I think it was just one visit, right? One visit to Georgia. Was there anything on that visit that kind of crystallized in your mind like, hey, this is a special place and they're going to be one of your contenders? Because I think Georgia wasn't even in your top six until you got the offer in January. How quickly did things move with Georgia? Uh, I moved fast. I think right after we got to Georgia, we ended up going on a visit like two weeks after that. It was two weeks after that. And then we went down there and it was just like the way, the way like the coaching staff, they make sure, yeah, they make sure your grades good. They make sure you won't turn if you need help with anything. You can even talk to any coaching staff about like if you have any problems or anything with anything. What was the talk like coming back from Georgia on that visit? What was going through your minds as you guys were chopping it up? What were you saying that really impressed you guys? Uh, that's for everybody or just me? And just everybody was feeling. Schools question? Uh, how do you hold on, How do you feel after the When you got the left, uh, I felt great after the visit. Um, the visit was an all-day visit. So for me to feel good after the visit, even though I was tired from traveling and driving and flying and walking all day, um, at the end of the visit, we went to be Live because he was with the, the football players, and I asked him, what did he do? And he was like, oh, we went to the club, and we went back to the dorm. And I was like, wait, what? So he wasn't ready to leave. So when he wasn't ready to leave, and I... I'm ready to leave. It's after midnight. That's how I knew that, that it was it was time. That it was that a good fit. I remember uh, I remember Kia. Elijah told me that initially you were all about Penn State and Georgia had to, to kind of jump ahead of Penn State. How did Georgia impress you so fast? Was there was there was there was there something about Georgia that allowed it to quickly make up this ground and all these other schools? Um, they impressed me because they were like all around together with everything. When I had a question as far as like how would they help him stay on track with his time and make sure that he goes to class on time and turning his work on time and that he's, you know, just being in, on schedule because he needs like a, a schedule. And they were able to um, tell me how they would be able to help him with that. And then. I ask like questions on how about he's emotional when he gets emotional, he gets homesick or anything like that. They say, oh, we got it covered. He, we got his back. If he need anything, we're there. So all the support that they had, especially for like emotional support, education support, um, even with support with his body, like to keep his body in shape so he's not constantly getting injured or re-injuring another part of his body. That meant a lot for me too, that they cared about his body enough to Keep in shape. <laughs> did he have to convince you it was Georgia, or when did you know, know that Elijah was feeling Georgia? No, he didn't have to convince me. Um, it, it just felt good. It just felt like a. They made me feel like he would be safe there. So he didn't have to convince me. <laughs> Cliff, do you, Cliff. Uh, do you, I want to bring you into it here. Uh, obviously, you're a former football player. Everybody sees the gun show on his arms, I guess, a little bit. Can you tell me a little bit about 
the, the workouts you've done with Elijah to get him to this point? Seems like you guys are always training. Um, we do a lot of, as far as the speed and agility, he does a lot of that on his own. When it comes to strength training, that's where I come in. We do a lot of lifting. Now, sometimes we just have these sometimes we go high reps. We do a lot of um, leg work and upper body work. At the end of the day, your legs are your foundation. So we go hard when it comes to squatting, leg press, leg extensions. We really work the legs out. And I think that's probably one of his strong points in his body is his lower half. Now, we're definitely working the upper body. It's definitely getting there. But his, he, he, he's got true stuff. See, he's got some work. He's almost up there with me. <laughs> if I guess with you, how much in your view was knowing that DeAndre Swift and Mark Webb Jr. have had such great experiences so far at Georgia? Do you think that really helped pave the road? Is that a major factor, or is it just a contributing factor here? I wouldn't say a major. It's definitely a contributing factor. I just really felt my personal, me personally, I always felt for him to get the best out of his education and the best out of himself. I thought I always thought he had to get out of Philly, get around the surroundings. Don't get me wrong. Philly made us what we are right now, but it's not the greatest environment to grow up in. So I always told him that if you get that chance to get a free education to go further, take advantage of it and run with it. How did Elijah tell you guys, his parents, that it was going to be Georgia? Did you guys get around the table with pros and cons and a legal pad, or how did you guys figure it out together collectively? Me and Elijah actually sat down and went through just about his top five, six teams. We did have a pen and paper. We did the whole pros and cons. The likelihood of him actually being an impact his first year, the odds of him actually playing, um, if he can come in as a freshman and play. So we kind of went through the whole roster. Some rosters were stacked. Some were lacking in his position. So we kind of went through it, and it just happened. But me personally, we were stuck in the air. I kind of thought he was leaning towards Texas A&M. Then we were like, all right, maybe it's Georgia. Until one night he came upstairs and said, Mom, Dad, I'm ready to commit. I'm about to call the coach. And we're like, what? What happened? He, he kind of knew what he was doing. And he, he said, I'm going to Georgia. He said, I said, why? He said, it just feels right. He said, Everything with Georgia and Texas was pretty much the same. He said, but when it came down to how he felt, Georgia had to ask because he felt comfortable with the coach and he just felt like everything was sincere and he felt like that was a decision he wanted to make. And we told him we're going to rock with him and we're, we're the Bulldogs. Wow. Uh, Elijah, what has this kind of COVID-19 quarantine life been like for you? Is it Have you done things that you never thought you would do to pass the time? Are you great on the video games now? Call of Duty, NBA 2K. What are you doing more of right now that you never would have done before if this wouldn't have happened? Um, Probably laying down, but it's, it's like the same routine every day. It's just like get up, um, walk the dog, lift, PSAT, and then that's really the day. We try to find something. We try to find some stuff to do. Like this some days we probably go outside and play basketball. I go for a little a family walk. Some family walks. Elijah, how much of that birthday cake is left? I saw on social media that it was a, a huge bulldog on a cake. How do you get a cake like that in Philly, number one? And two, how, what kind of cake was that? Uh, it was a, a, a marble cake. We got like, I, I want to say half or like a quarter of it left. Wow. 
Wow. We got a local grocery store <laughs> that does the custom cakes. So they only need 24 hour notice in the picture and they slap it right on for you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Elijah, what do you think you're going to be like as a commitment? Are you going to take all your visits still? Or are you going to shut it down? Or are you going to take your first visit to Georgia? Have you even thought about that yet? What's that going to look like for you? I have. Uh, I actually still want to do take my official visits, but Georgia will be the first one. Uh, trying to work out uh, how to organize with uh, trips I'm going to go on after that. Is there anything you, you didn't see at the Georgia visit, the one in February that you're going to make sure and see? I guess you still need to see a game, but like, what are you looking forward to still checking out about your future home? Other than that, they showed us everything down there. Like we have we have enough time to go see everything. We got enough time to go see the campus, the education facility, everything. Only thing I just want only thing I haven't seen is like the environment of the game. That's the only thing I haven't seen yet. Elijah, can you put into words Elijah, you had to kind of had to kind of change up your decision flow a little bit? I know you wanted to do it to honor your beloved Ann at a certain time. And it just kept moving up. Can you just discuss why why that took place? And I guess it was kind of, if not for COVID nineteen, you probably still would be uncommitted right now. Yeah, I think yeah, I think if it wasn't for COVID, I, I probably would still be uncommitted. But I changed the date for the fact because it's my aunt's birthday, so I just wanted that day to be just for her. So I just moved it up to my birthday. Why do you think a lot of people know that Why stuff about volleyball and playing tight end? Uh, you know, I wrote about that on DogNation.com earlier this week, man. I can, you can read a lot of stories, but those are things you don't find on your rankings page. Uh, what kind of, kind of tied in would you be? You're, you're definitely going to be an outside linebacker. I don't think Coach Lanning and Coach Hartley are going to fight over you, but how confident are you running routes and being a factor on that side of the ball as well? Well, I'm confident because I've been I've played offense since, since I was like six, so I'm, I'm very used to it right by now. So I, I wouldn't mind playing tight end uh, as well as outside linebacker. This is a question for mom again. Kia, what do you think makes you the proudest about Elijah? Um, that he matured a lot. Um, he has come a long way. He's become more responsible. Um, he's taken initiative a lot. Um, and when I ask him to do something, it's like, okay, mom, I'm going to go do it. So he's he's matured a lot. So that really makes me proud of him because that helps with growth, maturity. I, I, I get, I've learned that you're an educator. I guess all those great grades he makes is because you guys don't play. What sort of <laughs> emphasis, emphasis do you guys have on education? I've heard uh, some parents say in the past that no A, no play in my house. So what's that like for in the Judy household? It's kind of the same. It's pretty much the same. I'm kind of, from freshman year to now, I'm kind of set the standards that if you're going to keep the grades up, you're not playing. He's gotten, I'd say ninth grade, this guy took close one time where he almost didn't play because of grades, but he, he shaped it up real fast and it all paid off because now he's at a three eight, and he might be, I think, he takes his grades just as serious as playing football because he'll come over like, well, I got to make sure this stays up so this grade doesn't drop just as much as he got to stay up on his conditioning so he doesn't lose anything on the football field. So he, he takes everything into consideration. 
Uh, Cliff, I got one more question for you, and I'm going to turn the viewers loose on them to ask questions for uh, for Elijah. Cliff, what's your relationship like with Dan Lanning? I, I get the sense that you guys are pretty good friends. Uh, how, how do you get to know a coach so well so fast? I don't know. <laughs> it just it just kind of happens. You're looking at we spoke to a lot of coaches, and a lot of coaches say the generic Texas. How's you holding up? What's going on? Everything you being safe, but it's it's a little different from a coach landing. They'll shoot a text with maybe a meme or something, and we'll just text back and crack a couple of jokes about it. Or he'll text and ask, "Did you see TikTok?" And it's like it's not everything is not based on Elijah. Where it's like, like I feel now he'll text us and ask us the question. He'll ask me about work as far as how's it going at work, how that session personnel being treated out there. And we'll talk about. Regular everyday stuff without necessarily having and it goes a long way to show you that is in tune with you and not just you for your son and what your son's about. So it goes a long way, and it did happen fast, but I kind of like how it happened because look where we're at now. Elijah, you're going to be are you going to be watching the draft on on uh, I'm sure you're going to be watching the draft tomorrow. How much does a guy like DeAndre Swift inspire you coming up? I'm sure you saw that. That Meek Mill video with uh, when DeAndre committed, what, what what was that like? Having a guy from went to St. Joe's Prep and then starring at the University of Georgia was that in any way inspiring, or was that just comforting to know that a kid like you from Philly can go down to Georgia and do the same things? Well, it wasn't that a kid like me can go down to Georgia. It was like a kid like a kid like me can go anywhere and be successful. That, that's what that's what uh, left a big impact on the city, because down here he's a big role model. So if you come here, you'll probably hear everybody talking about DeAndre and how he uh, made a big big impact on the community. Uh, Elijah, your uh, your offensive coordinator, you a football geek and a football nerd, and he he did so with the most remnant of tongue. Uh, I'm sure you put in some work to be able to know everything like that. How did you get so adept? I think it goes back to your defensive line coach, a really good one you used to play at Penn State that kind of showed you the ropes on that position. Yeah, it, it was uh, my coach, Deion Barnes. It was like after practice, every day after practice, we were sitting the coach's office and just talk about plays and just compare ourselves to plays in the NFL and how it used to be. And then we just try, basically try to come up with plays and we'll just step up here on the field. Elijah, what's the height? And weight look like right now. How big are you? Uh, I'm 6'3 and I'm 250. 250? <laughs> he weighs this up every morning. <laughs> now, you, now you're getting into you're getting into linebacker territory, man. You're getting away from that tight end wide receiver, uh, outside hitter, spiker territory. No, I can still move. I can still move. <laughs> What's one part of your game that you work the hardest on that maybe uh, people need to recognize or they don't understand that that's really something that's important to you? Um, I worked harder on my run game because I remember my like, freshman year, my, my run game wasn't as good. But this year, like during the offseason, we worked a lot on that. So I think I improved. I, th I think I improved a lot on my run game. Do you have an idea what you like about Georgia? What do you like best about Georgia right now when it comes to your mind? I'm sure you slept on it being a dog for two days now. 
Uh, how does it feel? And I mean, what do you like best about the thought that you're going to be between the hedges one day? I just like that I feel comfortable around the coaches and players because, like, when I went on, like, uh, when I went with the uh, the players back to the dorms, it was like it was just open arms. It was just like if you come here, it's like we're gonna make sure you are right. You gonna you gonna have people too. So that, it was just a comfortability that played a big part. Which which players were the ones which, that you that kind of played tour guide for Athens and the program? Who were the guys that you clicked with when you were on that visit? I forgot, but it was like they were soft. They were like upcoming sophomores that I was with. I forgot their names. Was that like Nicobe Dean, Nolan that, Smith? Um, did they play linebacker or did they play a uh, another position? Yeah, it was uh, it was like linebacker and D back. Lewis Seen, uh, he's from Boston. Actually, he's up there. Um, man. Have other schools continued to recruit you? How has that been since you committed? Are other schools still knocking on the door and trying? Um, it's died down a little bit. I still have like a couple of schools texting me from uh, from time to time, but it, it died down. Uh, 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 got a lot of comments. Terry Rigdon says, can't wait to see him in the red and black. Travis McCullough is even more forthright. He says, this kid is a stud. Uh, <laughs> lots of they say, well, the dog pound. Uh, you're, you're part of the wolf pack. Do you know what that means now? The outside backers at Georgia are called the wolf pack. Did you know that? Yeah, Dan, Dan Landon uh, broke that, uh, that broke that to me a couple of days ago. I think that's, that's the name he gave you, though. <laughs> uh, congratulations. We've had about four times somebody says, is your dad a bodyguard? Cliff, I think you're a corrections officer. And then you're a bodyguard for hire to VIPs, right? Is that the is that what the business card says? Uh, I'm, I've been in corrections for the last 11 years. I'm actually a sergeant, usually a lieutenant. Soon, but um, I do have my own security company where I do a lot of executive and celebrity protection. And that's been my bread and butter for the last 17 years. So, so, so Cliff, I've got a, I've got a neat little room. For you, so you've been hired to protect the quarterback from the Northeast outside linebacker Elijah Judy on a Friday night. What sort of perimeter and protection scheme are you setting up in order to keep that quarterback's jersey clean? Um, might have to get a little backup. I might, be, I might need some help keeping him away from him. He, he's a little elusive out there. So I, I might have to call reinforcements. <laughs> Guys, David Wayne Carroll has a comment. He just says you can tell from his parents that this is a very fine young man thank you we definitely appreciate it. that's yeah. one thing we do with all our kids and it's where if they find we try to keep them busy the busier they are the less likely it is for them to get caught up in the nonsense going on outside so once they do find something they like and they want to go with we support them 100 percent, and we hold them to it so it's not that if you say you like football you can't say you like it you better love it because you're going to make sure you do it 100 percent and just like with our other kids, my youngest son also plays at Northeast, plays the same position, and he's actually excelling at it, and he's learning from his big brother. My daughter sings. We motivate her the same way. So we just want to make sure that they know whatever they do, even if it's not sports or singing, whatever they decide to do, we're going to support them the same way. 
Elijah, we were talking to one of your future teammates last week on a on a feed just like this. It's Micah Morris. He's an All-American tackle. Uh, we asked him how he was doing a, a 225 workout kind of combine stuff, and he said he can get 225 28 times right now. Uh, um, do you think your dad could beat Micah with 28 times with 225? How many times do you think your dad could bench press 225? Because one of your future teammates did 28 last week. Uh, probably like around like 40. That's that's my guess. 40? Wow. Because uh, Micah had his bench at around 420 max. So, uh, that's, and he's just 16 years old. So uh, that's going to be one of the guys. Wow. And in practice. You know, Mom, you'll be proud of this. He's got a 4.75 GPA with the weighted classes and a 4.15 bench press. Wow. And he's 16. Yes, good for him. That's awesome. <laughs> that is. And that, he's going to be on your side, Elijah. That guy's going to be on your side. That's, that's a good thing. <laughs> um, another comment, it's just this Welcome to the Wolf Pack. The Georgia fans love that Philly pride. Um, lots of people are weighing in. Is there a – do you guys – are you guys going to try to make sure you're at every one of his games? Are we going to see you guys at every one of his games like we saw the Webb family and the Swift family? Is yes. that the plan? You yes. definitely will. I think yes. since the Elijah has football, he started at six years old, I've missed one game from six years old to high school, I missed one game. And everybody knows that work. They know one of my clients. I schedule everything around his games. That's something I don't miss. And the family will be in Georgia. You might as well say we'll have a second home out there. But we will be at every game. Wow. Yeah. Elijah, for all the fans out there that are watching, what kind of player did Georgia just get a commitment from? When you when you become a Bulldog, what will be your mindset when you get to Georgia? Well, my mindset basically just to, just to lead by example, make sure I do what I have to do, and just make sure I keep the right company around me and a good, a real good support. Did you were you able to, to pick up a favorite type of gear? You got a hoodie, you got a hat. What's your favorite type of Georgia gear you got already? Like you would have if, if you were at school, you'd be wearing it right now. Uh, well, I can't wear my hat, but my T-shirt. But right now, my hat is my favorite. Uh, my favorite gear. When you were uh, dealing with the recruiting, did you Zoom chat? Did you FaceTime? How did you get to know the Georgia coaches while you couldn't visit? Uh, we did We did a FaceTime call, and then I think we did one with uh, the whole staff call, and I was up here, and they was talking to the family. The day you commit. No, that, that, it wasn't that day. It was, uh, it was a couple of days. Time. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Elijah. So one thing I wanted to make sure people could, could get a sense of is, you know, we were, we, I think we wrote about it the very first time I spoke to you in an interview. That was the, just the impression that, that your Aunt Carla made on And you kept trying to find ways to include her in your journey, your recruiting journey. Just, just what are your memories of her? And what do you think she would say right now if she could have been with you on your birthday party the other day? Uh, I think she would, I think she would be happy. I know every every time she, she told me that um she's gonna live with me to babysit my kids. She told me she told me that every time. <laughs> so I, that's probably I think she'll probably uh 
surprised he emphasized that. And I actually told him, I said, I wouldn't mind. What's your motivation, Elijah, to be great? You know, sooner or later, this game gets really hard for everybody. What's your motivation to excel? Uh, man, that's a good question. I never really thought about that. It's just that, that I love the I love the sport of football. I didn't get better. And the sport is I know side. Guys, hey, Team Judy, we, we could keep talking to you guys for forever and ever, but Elijah, if you think your day's busy, he's got an SAT prep class coming up at 6, then he's got a team meeting at 7. I'm sure he's going to be talking to the prettiest young lady in Philly at about 8, 8.30, <laughs> something like that. But, uh, hey, from all of us at Dog Nation, it's been it's been fun hanging out with you and chatting with you. We try to let the people, let the fans see the newest – big thing the next big thing on their way to georgia happy birthday from all of us now i guess you're is you're 17 elijah or are you 18 elijah what's your birthday how old are you now i'm 17 you're 17 well hey guys sure appreciate you guys making some time i'm glad everybody got to see the elijah that we've gotten to know over the past few weeks and uh you guys have yourself a great evening and thanks for hanging out with us thank, thank you thank you for having us take it easy guys hey all right, guys, that was a good conversation. You know, we, we tried to talk to Cliff Judy. We tried to talk to Elijah Judy. We tried to talk to Kia Judy. Um, we had a great time there. Their first segment of our show today was with Elijah and his family up in Philadelphia. Um, we thank them for joining us on the program. And now we got another edition of Before the Hedges, which we always do every week, talking uh, talking the latest in Georgia recruiting. We're sure thankful for them for joining us from Philadelphia. Philadelphia today. Um, this week, guys, lots of things are going on. Um, our staple of our show every week, uh, we, we get to it every week, are the top targets. Those are the, those are the players that we feel that are, that, are, that are next on the way or the biggest, closest matches right now at the University of Georgia. But before we get started on that, I've got to give you a special message from Kroger. Uh, Kroger, our sponsor each week on For the Hedges, Kroger's created a new emergency COVID-19 response fund within the Kroger company, Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation. And they're requesting customer donations at checkout during the month of April to this new emergency COVID-19 response fund. It's a call to action. If you feel so inclined, uh, customers have the option to either round up their purchase to the nearest dollar and or select donations of $1, $5, or $10 at your checkout lanes. Uh, this is still a very interesting interesting time for our world as we we start to make transitions closer back to the to the old ways we go went about doing things kroger has been there from the beginning uh, helping support everyone's family and their food pantries and their dinner tables uh during this time uh, during this time so it is uh again the work that kroger continues to do in our communities are certainly top notch but uh moving right along in our before the hedges program we've got our top targets this week uh we have a new collection of players that uh, we want to look at, we want to re-rack to kind of determine uh, the guys that are next on their way or seem right now to to be the best fits, whether it's mutual attention from both Georgia and the player, uh, the best potential fits right now for Georgia in the 2021 class. And we have a new player now at the number 14 slot on our board. Uh, at number 14 overall, 
Number 14 overall, we've got Corey Foreman. Everybody knows that guy. Uh, the recent name there, Corey Foreman, is a huge player. Recently decommitted from Clemson. Uh, here's what I think. I think Georgia's going to get an official visit. I think Georgia's going to make some noise in that recruitment. But at the end, I think this is a recruitment that will stay closer to home, closer to the closer to the, the, to the Pacific time zone. Um, first and foremost, he, Corey Foreman has already visited Georgia once. Uh, he visited uh, Georgia and Clemson on back-to-back. Uh, on a back-to-back occasion when he was out on this on the East Coast. And obviously, he felt a greater connection there with Clemson when he went ahead and committed right there. But that was a very interesting move when he chose to decommit from Clemson. You see a lot of different stats out there, but Clemson, that was their first decommitment since uh, December of 2016 for the 2017 class. Um, moving right along in our top targets list, you'll see a lot of our familiar, our familiar names there. Uh, um, to look at um, in the 2020 cycle, you've got uh, Corey Foreman would be the new addition at uh, number 14. Going on down the list there, you've got um, Nyland Green. That's out of Newton, Georgia, Covington, Covington, Georgia, Newton High School, former uh, former program of J.J. Jeremiah Holloman. Uh, I think he's the number three cornerback in the country. Still going to take a bunch of visits. I don't get the feeling that he's going to make his decision anytime soon. Number 12 is Dylan Fairchild, who announced today that he will soon, in the first week of May, I believe, move his top uh, 10 schools already down to a top six. Looks like he's going at it, his um, recruiting at a deliberate or accelerated pace. Number 11 is Terrence Ferguson, the talented road grader out of Fort Valley. That's Peach County. He took two big visits to Georgia in the month of January. Uh, number 10 is Quentin Somerville out of Suaro High School. That's Keely Ringo's former uh, teammate uh, out there in Arizona. Quentin got to visit Georgia before the dead period and before the uh, global pandemic hit. Uh, uh, Quentin seems like he's one. The last time we spoke to Quentin, he was looking at Georgia, Michigan, and Washington as his official visits. Um, his timeline is not going to be as expedited as he wanted to. At number nine, Dallas Turner. Another talented pass rusher out of South Florida. Uh, he was the South Florida Broward County Defensive Player of the Year for classes 1A through 5A. At number eight, Mario Williams checks in out of Plant Plant City, one of those versatile Todd Munkin-ish-like receivers. Um, Mario Williams is a guy that um, certainly, uh, certainly, you hear a lot of chatter with him right now about Oklahoma, a potential pairing there with Caleb Williams. Uh, Georgia and Oklahoma seem like the major teams uh, in play right there for Mario Williams. Uh, our next slide, we go seven through one. Let's just bounce through him a lot. That's Dion Colsey out of Athens Academy. Recently decommitted from Notre Dame. I think it's interesting. A lot of folks think that he's about ready to commit. I've kind of never felt that way when I get a gauge of that situation. Uh, Colsey actually opened up things from Notre Dame in order to, to take a better look at what's out there. The feeling there from the family was that he had decommitted. I mean, he had made his commitment too early. He needed to open things back up and try on some other schools, some other potential fits like Auburn, uh, Auburn, Tennessee, Georgia, <clears throat> Oregon, schools like that. Notre Dame is definitely still in it. In fact, I think Notre Dame is still probably doing the best job of recruiting him. Don't expect Dion Colsey to make a decision anytime soon. At number six, you got Smile Munden out of Paulden County in um, Dallas, Georgia, talented 
inside linebacker. Georgia seems, sees him as an inside backer, even though he's rated highly as an outside backer. The one thing to know about uh, Mr. Munden is he's not planning to make his decision anytime soon either. Another in-state guy for the 2021 class. Uh, play some running back, play some inside linebacker. He's an accomplished triple jumper for his high school team. Uh, Donovan Edwards, we know his name a lot. That's who I feel is the number one running back target for Georgia in the 2021 class. You hear a lot of Cody Brown's name as well, but I think Donovan is the best multiple, diverse, three down, all around, make you miss, catch balls in space, the best compliment out there I see right now to uh, Lavoisier Carroll, number four, James Williams. Seems like he's been in the top three, top four, top five for the 2021 class for forever. Uh, number three is Barrett Carter out of North Gwinnett, that Swanee, Georgia, an inside backer. Barrett was the guy that noted, uh, that raised his hand with that um, emoji when Kirby Smart was talking about linebackers with some ludicrous sideline to sideline speed. Barrett Carter certainly identifies with that scouting trait. Uh, Clemson is definitely making a push there. Number two, you got a Marius Mims out of Blakely County, Georgia. Seems to me like nobody's recruiting a Marius Mims harder than uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. You got Matt Luke weighing in there. You got Brock Vandegrift weighing in there. And at number one for another week in a row, that's Tony Grimes out of Virginia Beach, Virginia, and Princess Anne. He does a lot of um, charity work, he does a lot of mission work in his area. He will be an early enrollee. And as of right now, he has a December the 1st. Uh, um, date for his uh, commitment day. Uh, Tony Grimes had a uh, official visit on the books to visit the University of Georgia in June. It'll be interesting to see if a, a lot of those things uh, still happen there. Um, all right, guys, those are your top targets for this week. Um, you know, one thing I want to do now is I want to take a second. You guys have any um, questions? Uh, I'll check on the YouTube feed and also the Facebook feed to uh, see where everybody's coming with all that. Um, but we. With uh, questions, let me know. Let me hear them. Let me let me know what you got question-wise for this week. I'll do my best to answer them. Uh, I'll check out YouTube and I'll check out uh, Facebook as well. And after this, we've got a special uh, special. Don't get those all the time. The production staff kind of get get those wheels turning here during the during the shutdown and shelter in place. But we've got a special uh, decommitment edition six pack that we're going to crack open at the end of our show as well. You guys are just joining us. Uh, this is another edition of Before the Hedges, sponsored by Kroger. Uh, we had to go an hour early and move up our timeline this week in order to, to accommodate our special guests from Philadelphia. If you're just joining us, at the top of the hour, we had Clifford Judy, we had Elijah Judy, and we had Kia Judy, his mother, and they joined us for a, a good little uh, impromptu interview session uh, on all things regarding Georgia's most recent commitment in the 2021 class. Um, everybody's got some interesting predictions for the NFL draft. The number to keep in mind is eight, though. The information that that, I, that I've been that I've seen is eight. Can, can Georgia get more than eight? That's the most amount of Bulldogs that have been drafted and picked in the National Football League's draft. Uh, you see a bunch of names that are likely to be drafted. You've got Andrew Thomas. You got Isaiah Wilson. You got DeAndre Swift. You got Jake Fromm, you got Solomon Kinley. That's a certain five. And then you, you keep going down the list and you're like, okay, Charlie Warner, maybe, Tay Crowder, maybe, um, Eli Wolf, maybe. Uh, the, the guys for Georgia that could be picked in this draft, obviously it's an offensive line heavy class. And then you throw in um, 
Jake Fromm, you throw in DeAndre Swift, and you start bringing in some of those guys off the defensive side of the ball. I can't forget the name J.R. Reed. If you had to think about the, the, the low number or the floor number for the amount of Bulldogs that will get picked in this draft, I think that's six or seven. Might even go as high as seven, and you can see as many as ten Bulldogs picked in this draft. Don't forget Rodrigo, Rodrigo Blankenship as well. That's the special team's ace for the Bulldogs for so many years. Start thinking Andrew Thomas, Jake Fromm, J.R. Reed, DeAndre Swift, Solomon Kinley, Rodrigo Blankenship, Isaiah Wilson. That's seven names right there. you got to feel confident that you will see picked in this edition of the National Football League draft. Remember, first day is first round, second day is second and third round, and then rounds four through seven are the third day of the NFL draft. And I don't know about everybody else out there, but I'm starving for some of that, uh, some of that action right now um, in terms of a real, true, bona fide newsmaker sporting event. I want to thank everybody for joining us. I see Andy Hall on there, Chip Gromlitz, Justin Minton, Wayne Foland. Uh, thank you guys for all your uh, comments and for joining our broadcast right now. Um, it's kind of funny. I, I got three ring circus right now going in my house because the social distancing version of the Kona ice truck is going uh, through my neighborhood. My kids are you know, running all over the place. They're trying to grab the credit card, everything else like that. Um, we, when you see that Kona ice truck go through, through your through your house on a day like this, everybody gets a little bit excited. Um, let me jump over to YouTube and see what anybody's got any questions there. Um, Courtney Fisher on YouTube. Bill Shirley is talking about that cake. Um, everybody went through that. They got the custom cake. What about that custom cake that everybody had out there that everybody saw out there on social media? He got a 24-hour turnaround on a custom cake for a Georgia Bulldog birthday cake uh, in Philadelphia. Um, interesting comment from Courtney Fisher. She says, all of you seem to have great character that will fit in well with the Georgia football team family. Um, good to see. Good to see everybody out there. All right. So we've had Cliff Judy, Elijah Judy, and uh, Kia Judy um, from Philadelphia. We just went through our top targets. If you guys have a question, please, please feel free to pop it into our Facebook or YouTube feeds, and I'll do my best to answer those. But um, right now, let's get to it. We have a six-pack, one of those long-awaited six-packs. They don't come around all the time anymore, so I want you to uh, bear with me right now. This week's six-pack is all about all things um, is all about all things decommitments. That's in honor of the decommitment there from uh, from Corey Foreman this week. Our first question. These are all going to be questions, guys. Uh, that center around um, all the questions that center around recent decommitments uh, for Georgia. Uh, not recent decommitments, but decommitments for Georgia throughout the years. Everybody sees the stigma of a decommitment and what that actually means. Clemson been doing a good job of those decommitments. That was our first one since 2017. Clemson has only had 11 decommitments dating back to the 2010 recruiting cycle. Um, first question, though, on our uh, on our six pack, we're going to ask you a question about Georgia Bulldogs, and I'm going to name a Georgia Bulldog, and I'm going to go through. Uh, go through all these teams here, and I want you to tell me which one of those that uh, this player, this current bull, either decommitted from or he never decommitted at all. So those are your options. First 
First up is Adam Anderson. Everybody remembers Adam Anderson, one of those members of the Wolfpack, kind of like where Elijah Judy is headed right now. Um, Adam Anderson, uh, A, LSU, B, Georgia, C, Alabama, or D, never decommitted at all. I want to see your answers for that. You guys weigh in. Give me a guess on what you feel, um, what you feel matters there. Um, Adam Anderson, did he decommit? And if he decommitted, what school he decommitted from? I'll give you the answers again. Number one is LSU. Number two is Georgia. Number three is Alabama. Or D, the option D would be he never decommitted at all. Kyle Folds weighs in with an answer for Alabama. Uh, Chip Gromlich. Uh, Chip, how are you doing, man? Hope everything's going great in your world. Um, Chip Gromlich says D, he never decommitted at all. Kyle Folds says no, A, LSU. Jarvis Hanna has A. Cody Taylor has D, never decommitted at all. Uh, got some questions in on there. Uh, Travis McCullough, he thinks he knows the answer here. He decommitted from LSU. Let's see what YouTube has to say. Uh, Carolyn Kemp, how are you? Uh, Georgia on my mind has, has LSU. Tony Griffith has LSU. Colby Curry has LSU. Georgia on my mind has LSU as well. It seems like the popular choice would be LSU. And you know what, guys? I got a little trickeration for you there on that question. I would have accepted A, LSU, because he did decommit from LSU. But I also would have accepted B, Georgia. Remember his timeline. He was committed to Georgia, decommits, flips to LSU. That happened on G-Day way back when. Everybody remember that. And then he decommits from LSU and then winds up choosing Georgia. Uh, coming right, back, right around back full circle there. So would have accepted LSU or Georgia there. So if you had an A or B there, you got that one right. Second question is Demetrius Robertson. A, Cal. B, Alabama. C, Notre Dame. Or D, he never made a decommitment at all on his recruiting road road to becoming a Georgia Bulldog. Got some questions. Got some um, responses there from uh, Facebook. Let me see what YouTube has to say. Hope everybody's doing great tonight. Hope everybody uh, liked that uh, interview we had there with uh, Elijah Judy. Try to interview the whole family. We had to try to cram everybody in that whole shot right there uh, to try and bring you guys a good look at the uh, Elijah and Judy uh, family um, about that. Our second six-pack question is Demetrius Robertson. Did he ever decommit? And if so, which school did he decommit from? Your answer, Your options there, A, Cal. B, Alabama, C, Notre Dame, or D, he never decommitted at all. Um, give you guys a couple more minutes, a couple more seconds, a couple more hiccups worth of time to register an answer. But the correct answer there, uh, you have to go back a ways on this one because when Demetrius Robertson made his DP, he decommitted from Glenn Schumann, he decommitted from Kirby Smart, and he decommitted from Alabama. The correct answer there is Alabama. Alabama. He decommits from Alabama, eventually chooses Cal, and then transfers to the University of Georgia. So that was your answer right there. Number three, that 
our, our bulldog and decommitments we're teeing up right there is Tyreek Stevenson. Tyreek the Freak Stevenson out of South Florida, the 305. You guys are going to play the rules the same way as we did from the first three, two questions. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson, did he decommit from FSU, Miami, Florida, or did he never make a decommitment at all during his recruiting process? Colby Carey can't remember. Uh, <laughs> catching up with the feeds on everybody. Tyreek Stevenson, one more time. I'm going to kind of pick up the pace on this a little bit. A, FSU, B, Miami, uh, C, Florida, or D, never made a decommitment at all. Tyreek Stevenson, um, expected to play some safety this year and also play uh, a lot of star this year on this next season for Georgia. Uh, the correct answer is Florida. Tyreek Stevenson was a former a decommit from the University of Florida. So we got three down in our six-pack. Number four, George Pickens. GP is on everybody's mind this year for the 2020 season. Um, did George Pickens decommit at all? Or if so, where did he decommit from? Your answers here are A, Alabama, B, LSU, C, Auburn, or D, he never made a decommitment during his recruiting process. Andy Fleming, Levine. Levine, I hope that's right. Maybe it's Levine. Uh, thank you for watching. George Wrigley has a D. Rito and Dano. Uh, Brookshire. Hey, what's up? Hope everybody, everything's great tonight. Book them, Dano. You got, Dano, you got an answer for this one? This is probably like the easiest one of the six-pack. This is going to be the one that goes down pretty easy. You guys are able to figure out um, George Pickens' recruiting timeline. Uh, did he make a decommitment or at all, or did he choose to decommit from A, Alabama, B, uh, LSU, or C, Auburn? Yeah, Ernie Howell, Chris Slim White, Kyle Folds, Cody Taylor, Chip Gromlich, Billy Tillman. Everybody's on that one. Terry Rigdon, everybody knows the answer to that. Uh, George Pickens uh, from Hoover High in Alabama was Committed to Auburn for almost 650 days or something like that, almost two full years. Um, he decommitted from Auburn. Really what he did is he flipped uh, from Auburn on signing day from Auburn to Georgia. Uh, number five, uh, two more to go in our six-pack, guys. Remember, if you got a question for me, drop it in the feeds, and I'll answer them at the end of our show. Um, this one's about quarterbacks. I'm going to give you a listing here. I want to alter the question here a little bit. I'm going to give you a listing of five quarterbacks from the University of Georgia. And I want you to tell me that the quarterback that never made a decommitment during their recruiting process. These are five Georgia quarterbacks, of course. Um, Justin Fields, Jake Fromm, Carson Beck, Jacob Eason, or Dwan Mathis. Uh, again, we're going to go Justin Fields, A, Jake Fromm, B, Carson Beck, C, Jacob Eason D or Dwan Mathis E. Give me the name out of those Bulldogs from that roll call of quarterbacks. Give me the name of the Bulldog there who never made a decommitment during his timeline. Kyle Folds. Yeah, I can I can feel you on that. That's fair enough. He did have to. Uh, he didn't decommit, but a lot of times in the recruiting industry. When you flip, uh, you call that a decommitment from the class. That's what it goes down in the record books as, and then makes a commitment to Georgia. Because technically, you could say he never committed to Georgia. He just signed with Georgia. But he had to commit with Georgia in order to sign with Georgia. 
you guys are ripping through the answers there. Uh, lots of people are on that one. Uh, uh, Mike uh, Zambiasi says Jacob Eason. Chip Gromit says Jacob Eason. Jerry Pigham uh, says Carson Beck. Uh, Jacob Eason, Emory David Davis, uh, Billy Tillman, Kyle Fold says Eason. George Wrigley says Eason. Ernie Howell says Eason. Um, correct answer, guys. Yeah, you're on it. It was Jacob Eason. That was the only guy in that um, quartet of uh, quintet, excuse me, quintet, excuse me, uh, of uh, Georgia quarterbacks that never made a decommitment. The only one that never made a decommitment during their recruiting process was a was one Jacob Eason. No matter what those posts and remember those viral social media videos that came out of that official visit to Florida and Gainesville. But uh, going through it, Jacob Eason never made a decommitment. Justin Fields was at one time committed to Penn State. A lot of folks seem to forget that. Jake Fromm was at one time committed to Alabama. The same thing can be said about Carson Beck. He was also at one time committed to Alabama. And then finally, Dwan Mathis. Uh, Dwan Mathis, uh, who's also in the program now, looked pretty good spinning the ball around during the offseason workouts, I heard. Uh, Dwan Mathis was also a decommitment and a flip to Georgia. Um, on, on, on early signing period way back when. Um, that's when he did that. Uh, he was once committed to Ohio State. All right, there you go. So we got in a decommitment six-pack as well as the top targets, as well as some questions and answers. And we got a great interview uh, chatting with the whole Elijah Judy family, the whole Judy family there uh, live on Before the Hedges this week. I uh, want to remind everybody that uh, Before the Hedges is brought to you by Kroger. Uh, Kroger has created a new emergency COVID-19 response fund within the Kroger company, uh, Zero Hunger. Uh, the Zero Hunger Emergency Fund um, is a COVID-19 response fund. Uh, it's a uh, the Zero Waste Foundation, along with Kroger Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation. They're requesting customer donations and check out during the month of April to this new response fund. It's a call to action. Customers have the options that they feel so inclined. Uh, during the checkout lanes to round up their purchase to the nearest dollar and or select donations of $1, $5, and $10 at the checkout lanes. I think, folks, as we, we look around our lives and our tables and we can realize how blessed we are, uh, that's one of the things I always try to do is I always try to look for some ways, as many ways as possible, to see those moments in our day when I can do something to help out uh, anyone in need or uh, to just do something every day uh, to kind of help better our world. Uh, you got any questions for me? I'll take one more lap around the uh, YouTube chat room and also the Facebook uh, chat room as well. Uh, drop something in there if you got a question. I'll do my best to answer. I saw a question a while back. I'm just trying to go through my mental Rolodex of what I saw. So I had a question about um, James Williams out of uh, South Florida. I don't know if I would consider him a lock to Georgia. I uh, I don't know if I could consider anybody a lock to Georgia in this COVID-19 world where things are going to be changed up. Things are going to be different. Um, but uh, I will say that I think Georgia has positioned itself mighty nicely and as well as any school in the country to be able to secure that commitment from James Williams. Um, when you saw our, 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 our program earlier, you saw James Williams showing up at number four this week on our top targets list. All right, everybody. Um, you got a question or so, you know, one of the things I put up on, um, our dog nation forum, uh, today, I wanted you guys to get a chance to see this information as well. 
was, um, you know, we were able to cover a lot of the recent news of the day. Georgia offered a huge uh, pickup, or excuse me, a huge prospect in the 2023 class. Um, Richard Young, uh, I tell you, I know folks in their attention spans right now, especially with the pandemic and the shutdown, you're going to roll your eyes when I bring up a, a, a 23 running back. But guys, this is a running back offered University of Georgia. He's about 6'1". He's 199, a very special runner. If I want to uh, sit there and I'm going to make this point one more time, Richard Young, and I'm going to use some of that, maybe a Zamir White Young type looking back font right there. Uh, that's the uh, that's the indicator I want you guys to have right now. Uh, had a chance to speak with Richard Young about that Georgia offer as well. You guys will read about that on dognation.com shortly. But that was some news. Isaiah Brevard, the receiver out of Mississippi, put Georgia in, in his top 10. At one time, Georgia was the lead school there. The thing with Isaiah Brevard to think about is he, he has yet to take a visit to the University of Georgia. But I remember him talking telling reporters at the future 50 that Georgia was kind of in that lead spot for him right there. Um, we covered uh, Dylan Fairchild, made the news today that he's going to reduce his top 10 to a top six shortly. Uh, we spoke to Elijah Judy and his family at the beginning of the program. Elijah Judy told me that he still uh, will have to see, but he still plans to take his official visits as well. Um, that's a good recap of all things that are going on right now. Uh, in the uh, 2021 recruiting cycle. Uh, hey, guys, we started things off an hour early. Right now, we'd only be cutting our teeth on our show. We had to go an hour early to get Elijah Judy and his family on to join us this week on Before the Hedges. Hope you guys enjoyed the program. Hope you guys earned a little, learned a little bit more about Elijah Judy. What about that part about playing volleyball? What about that part about playing tight end? What about that part that he's now up to 250? He's about 6'3". 250 can really move. Um, certainly a prospect to get excited about for Dog Nation on his way um, before the hedges to the University of Georgia. Hey, guys, uh, thanks to everybody for stopping by and hanging out. I want to remind you, go to Dog Nation. Dog Nation should be your go-to source for all things Georgia football, Georgia recruiting. Uh, go to dognation.com for all of that. I'm Jeff Sintel for all my colleagues, Mike Griffith, Brandon Adams, Folks, Brandon Adams took a day off today. He took a personal day uh, just to recharge the batteries a little, little bit. I'm sure he'll be back ready to see you guys bright and early uh, tomorrow morning. He was not. That's a vicious rumor that he took the day off to get a shave. I can confirm that that is inaccurate information. Connor Riley, you'll see his content coming up at uh, dognation.com as well. He had a story today about his perspective on the Corey Foreman deal commitment as well <clears throat> i gotta say thanks to michael carvel behind the glass hope everybody's enjoyed hanging out with us for another wednesday night uh, talking all things before the hedges i'm jeff Sintel. we'll see everybody later on dognation.com thanks for hanging out have yourself a great great wednesday night everybody Let's go, I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settle.